You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at Genesis chapter 12. <clears throat> yes, the important thing to understand is that whenever you receive any word from God, it is not fortune telling. You've got to get a hold of that. It's not like God says, this is going to happen to you, and then you just sit in your lounge waiting for it to happen. And then it doesn't happen, so I was a false prophet. No, Paul said, you need to fight the warfare of faith concerning the prophecies spoken over you. Stir it up. See, a word from God is to give us faith to act on. And in acting on it, it manifests. It's only in the action that you're going to see it come to pass. So the reason God gives us prophetic, which is different. Remember, the Old Testament prophet was he was declaring the future for Christ to be born. And so that was a different aspect of prophecy. Today, the prophet is given for instruction, reproof, correction. It's the same thing as the word speaks, is to remind us of what we've been taught. It's what the Holy Spirit does by his ministry. And so declaring the future to give you words to speak, to bring that future to pass. So I would say the primary purpose of a prophet today is to put words in your mouth. To put words in your mouth. Amen. So in my calling, I primarily today my function is recognized as apostolic, which is the sending out of the word of God, establishing churches, ministries, the declaring doctrine. Of course, in the house, I operate as pastor, shepherding. But tonight, every New Year's Eve, a mantle comes on me that will operate within the apostolic realm. But it's for God to say, to set you in place so that you have something to walk with and have in your mouth so that God can bring to pass your specific plan. And this is where it is key, and I'll come up later, but I want to say it now while it's in my heart. And that is that at the end of the day, you're going to hear a word from God, but because it's spoken to a group, it's going to sound generic to the untrained ear. If someone doesn't understand the realm of the Spirit and they listen to it, they'll say, but that sounds very general. But you, when you hear it, it'll mean, it, it, it'll mean something to you. Because the Word of God tells us that the Holy Spirit has been given to us as sons and daughters of God to be led by Him. So we don't follow a stranger. And that means within your business, your family, your ministry, God's going to give you specific instructions. When God called Janine and me to plant this church, you won't find the address in the Bible. But the word came to us in our heart. So the same way God has a plan for your family, specifically for your business, for your ministry. So be listening for the fire that will light the specific word, and you will get a specific word tonight. Amen. And I say that by faith, Amen. if you're ready to receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I was praying and preparing, and as you know, as the new year comes up, 
It's happened to me so many different ways. I've learned not to try and expect a certain way. But you know, there is an expectation. I know that the Lord has always spoken to us. This time, I was just minding my own business around about August, September. I don't even recall exactly when it was. And I was just praying about a certain aspect of the ministry. And as I was praying, you know how you are led by God. Many of us have heard God's voice. It's different ways. But there are moments when you know that when God speaks, it's almost like someone's in the room. And it's so clear that you know that wasn't... Sometimes, how many of you ever had this, God speaks and you go, I wonder if that was me. Have you ever had that? And then you've got to go through it and find confirmation. And, but this was so clear, it was because I, my thought wasn't there. And while I was praying, I heard, boom, I heard three words. Bam, 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 one after the other. Three words, just like that. And as I heard them, I, whoa. And as I started meditating on it, and you, you know what it is as we lead up for those that are here every Sunday. It's, it started splashing out. That's what happens, you know, because uh, it's in your heart now. And so it comes out. And so I've been, I've been meditating on this for a long time. And I really believe it's going to bless you tonight. And it's so specific that when I, when I had it and I was busy preparing my notes, uh, anyone that's prepared a message, you know, there's a certain flow. You, 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 when, you, when you're hearing from God, there's a flow of Scripture and certain scriptures lead to other scriptures that I actually thought, hang on, I think it's the words, the three words that I got, I got them like, let's say, one, two, three. Uh, it actually sounded better if you said two, one, three. So I, I, I rearranged the words because the scriptures followed that flow. And right up to getting ready to come here, as I was getting ready, the Lord checked me. said, I did not give it to you in that order. Oh, yes, Lord. You have to be accurate with what God gives you. You know, when the word says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, there's a sequence for a reason. And you've heard me teach on that before. So I, I had to last minute adjust it and uh, get... Brittany is about the only one that knew about it and one of our other members. We keep these things very low profile. We don't want secret tweets getting out before the time. But uh, they had to quickly make corrections. But praise God, we're going to do it right. This is the, the reason I'm saying that is so that you understand this is God's plan. And this is how specific he is about it. Genesis 12 verse 1. The Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great religion. See, I want that to come up in you as a fight. Because we are not a religion. We are a nation. A family of God. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I'll bless those who bless you. 
I'll curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Verse 5, Then Abraham took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son. Now that's mentioned twice, isn't it? Verse 5, he departed as was spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Verse 5, Abraham took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son. And all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Come down to verse 7. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham, to your descendants, I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. God had a plan right after Adam had sinned. He had already been handed the whole of creation. God had blessed him to multiply that and increase it and to have full dominion. Had Adam never sinned, he would still be alive today and every human would be a child of God and God would be walking on the earth amongst us just as he did in the garden. But we know what happened through high trees and Adam handed that over to the enemy. But God already had a plan and he said, I have sent my seed of a woman that will come and destroy what you've done. And Jesus said, for this purpose I came, to destroy the work of the enemy, to seek and save that which was lost. So God has this plan to restore his original family. His plan hasn't changed. God says, I don't change. And yeah, he begins his plan with Abraham. We are now going to activate this plan of the nation of God. But you notice the first thing he does, he says, I'm going to do this with you, but I need to empower you. There's no ways you can do this on your own. This is not a flesh thing. This is a God thing. And if it's a God thing, he'll put in you what you need to do. Every instruction from God always comes with the empowerment to do it. And we've been through so many years talking about these things and the blessing. And I was meditating on it, as I said, a few months ago. And as I was listening, I said, Lord, you've called us to be this nation. And we, we've gone through a terrible time when people lost so much. And we've now recovered and we're in great recovery. And, and I know that there's much more I can sense. How many of you can sense in your heart, in your spirit, there's more? How many you can sense? I mean, you're going, okay, right. But I, um, we, we just, the engine's just revved up now. We've got the, the engine's now warm. We, we haven't really got to where we, we, we were supposed to go. Great recovery. Okay, we, we've packed the truck. Now what? And this is what I was meditating on. How, where, how do I flesh this out? How do I walk it out? Because 
when I see in this realm of the spirit of what God wants to do, it is way beyond anything that I could imagine doing in my own strength or ability. Even if I look at our current capacity and our current ability, when you talk about resources, finances, people, whatever it is, the vision is way, 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 way too big for any one man or even a team to do in the natural. It is a supernatural work that has to happen. And our Lord, where, where do we go? What is the next step? I always know God gives you the next step. It's like a light to your path. It's a lamp to your feet. You can see now, but out there it's dark. But I know I've got to go there. So what's the next step? And as I was meditating on this, these three words came up in my spirit. Enhance. Pause. We'll look at the next two later. Everybody say enhance. Say it again. Abraham, I'm going to make you a nation. But I need to take what you are and enhance you. What already is in you. It's not like you have to find something else. You're looking for something. What are you looking for? I have called you. I've called you to be the father of many nations. You don't go make your own nation now. You have within you the capacity to be that nation. I've called you to pastor the Bay Christian Family Church. You have within you. When I think of what we need to do, campuses and expansion and television and nations, and it's already in you. I've blessed you. Now enhance. What is in you? Increase it. Magnify it. Everybody say enhance. I looked up enhance in the dictionary because sometimes these things are obvious because we think we know English. But I like to look up the, particularly when God speaks, let's see what he meant. Enhance means to improve the quality, the amount, the strength, or the value of something. To improve the quantity, to improve the amount. To improve the strength or improve the value of something. Think about your calling. What is it that God has placed within you? What is your function in society? What are you called to bring value to society? What realm is, is, are you depositing in society? Whatever you're depositing in society... God's about to increase that value. Uh, whatever you're doing is about to increase the amount of it. If, if you need strength for something, he's about to increase the strength of that. Your momentum. The quality. Improve the quality. You may be doing something that God's called you to do, but he's saying you're doing exactly what I called you to do, but I'm asking you to take it to a higher standard. 
sharpen the edges, clean up the floors, straighten out the rows. Everybody say enhance. He says, I will bless you. What's he saying? I'm enhancing you. Hallelujah. Remember Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you shall receive what? Power when? The Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus never asked us to do it on our own. He says, I've given you the Holy Spirit because you need power. I'm giving you power from on high. I'm giving you heaven's power source. Now with all this load shedding that's going on, people are looking for alternative sources of power. Trying batteries and inverters and solar systems. And all of a sudden, everybody's an expert on power now. I mean, you know, <laughs> ah, you're people that, that couldn't even add five and five together and they get worried and nervous and they're talking kilowatts and kilowatt hours. And everybody's now <laughs> power from another source. And God says, you will never with me ever, ever, ever experience a power shortage. I have given you internal power. You don't need power from anywhere else. That power is from within you. Lift your hand and say, I have been enhanced for great exploits. And as you know, from there, Abraham went down to Egypt because of the famine that was in the land. You know, he had that old thing with Pharaoh and his wife. And, you know, and Pharaoh eventually was disturbed in a dream and said to Abraham, get out and gave him a whole bunch of things. And then chapter 13, Genesis 13, verse 1, Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him. There's that Lot again. And Abraham was What? Are you following with me? Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. See, had Ai back there already. And to the place of the altar, which he had made there at first. And there Abraham called on the name of the Lord, on the name of the Lord, Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them, that they might dwell together. For their possessions were so great, they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. Now, what do we know about strife? The word says where there's strife, there is the beginning of all evil. All sin. Strife. In fact, the word, if we do a study on it, you'll find out God is so serious with strife. Everything can be forgiven. If you're even in a team, he says, if there's strife, get it out from your midst. Because it will stop you moving forward. See, when Miriam had an issue with her brother being in charge, Moses, she was hit with leprosy. And when Moses said, Lord, please forgive her, he said, okay, 
but she still has to do her time in isolation. And the whole of Israel had to wait for this one person that was in strife. Can hold the whole project back. Strife will stop you moving forward. God is very serious. Get strife out. You notice how strong Jesus was on forgive, forgive, forgive. When you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against brother, forgive. If you bring your old gift, you've got a problem, go forgive before you finish your giving. It's always forgive, 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 forgive. Now notice, what was the problem? It was, it was between Lot. Now, remember Genesis 12 verse 1? God said, get out. Leave your family. Lot wasn't supposed to be there. And you see all the way through. And Abraham left with Lot. And then he went with Lot. And it was here with Lot. Next moment, they have a problem. Now the, the staff are fighting. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Abraham said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me, between my herdsmen and your herdsmen. We brothers. Is not the whole land before you? Listen now. Please separate from me. If you take the left, I'll go right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. It's not about the money. Whatever you want. See, Abraham was so confident in the blessing. He said, it doesn't matter what you take. I go with the blessing. See, where I go, the blessing works. Where, where I step, it's always going to be green. Where I go, you can send me into the desert. And when I arrive, there will be water and there will be grass and... That, that blessing will turn that desert into Eden. Amen. So you go ahead. You're working right now in the flesh. So make your decision. We're moving forward, family. And the projects are huge. I'm talking about multiple campuses. And when I say campus, I'm not thinking about a school hall with two banners and a little screen anymore. I'm talking about a building that looks like this. A building with the same capacity in every city. Wherever we are, you're going to have full platform screens, LED screens, lights, TV cameras. In other words, I can go preach anywhere. And you wouldn't know which campus I'm in. I could be here on this platform or on another platform somewhere else. But you're still going to get the ministry and the word. Talking about huge plans. Praise and worship teams in every campus. Expanding. And not just uh, seven campuses. Talking about multiple Wherever we need it. Cross nations. 
Some of us are more excited. See, I've seen it. Moses had to drag the children of Israel. I know there's a promised land. Come. I know where it is. Come. Now we want to go back to Egypt. No, come. But notice what happens. Abraham's blessed. He's going to be made this great nation. To get there. Enhance. Eliminate. I'm telling it to you like the Lord told me. There are some things that are holding you back. And you need to eliminate. One Corinthians fifteen verse thirty-three. Don't be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. Family, I cannot. It, it is heartbreaking to me and Janine to see how many people. I don't want to say heartbreaking because my heart will never be broken. But it's it's so deeply disappointing. To see someone so on fire for Jesus and then decide to hook up with a certain crowd and spend time with those people. Now, I don't, we, we all need to have unsafe people around us. But the purpose is to lead them to Jesus, not them to drag us out the church. And you sit around the wrong people, listen to the wrong messages, listen to the wrong input for too long, it will corrupt your heart. If I sense, I just have to, I, 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 I love everybody, I'll sit with any, I, the, you, you bring me the person that hates me the most on this planet, I will give them the biggest genuine hug and smile and love, sit down, let's have a cup of coffee, but you have no idea how much I hate you, it doesn't matter, because you got no idea how much I love you. It just doesn't get me. But if I pick up that someone's trying to drag vision out of me, trying to talk my faith down, trying to get between me and my pastor, I will eliminate so quickly. It's done. Now, I didn't send you out. You chose to leave. Not you. Not you. You're all here. But I cannot drag Dead vision to where God's taking me. How many you say amen? amen? Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with wise men will be wise. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. Wow. See, again, if you use common English, the way you structure it, he who walks with wise men will be wise and he who companion of fools will be a fool. It doesn't work like that. You can be a wise person amongst fools and it will destroy that person. I have to make sure that I keep the right people around me. I heard someone say, and you know, there's no scientific backing to it, but it, it makes sense. They say, if you want to know where you're going to be in five years' time, look at 
the top five people you spend time with. They will influence where you're going. So, obviously wrong relationships need to be eliminated. Uh, also, anything that's hindering you. Hebrews 12 verse 1. Therefore we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and was and has sat down at the right hand on the throne of God. Notice the Bible doesn't just say do away with sin. It says do away with things that hold you back as well. It's not only things that are wrong. Uh, in fact, the NIV puts it this way, throw off everything that hinders. Throw off anything that hinders. In other words, when I know what God's called me to do, and I find something is taking up too much of my time, and it's interfering with what I should be doing over here in the kingdom, I will cut that thing out of my life. Yeah, but it's not a sin. I know. But for me, it's slowing me down. It distracts me. I spend more time meditating on that than I do meditating on the Word. I want to have the Word primary in my thinking. I want to be thinking about God's vision. I'm listening to His voice. What is He saying? What's the next move forward? But I find that when I get stuck in a certain something, then that thing begins to take over my thoughts. And two, three days can go past. And I realize I haven't even really prayed. I do the usual prayers, you know, but I haven't heard from God. And I realize that thing has now begun invading I need to eliminate it. Everybody say, eliminate. Have you ready to do some elimination? Only five of us. I know, I know, I know it's uncomfortable to let go of things that seem like violence. It's not really a sin. Mark chapter 10, verse 27. Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. And Peter said to him, See, we left all and followed you. Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there's no one who's left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel who shall not receive a hundredfold in this time houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. What's Jesus saying? If you prepare to lay down everything, that's when you step into the fullness of the blessing. And the things that really matter to you, you really will never lose. He will make sure that they are enhanced. I remember my father, he loved, he had a whole flower bed of roses. Beautiful roses. You no know, prize, big, colorful. You know, when you get a rose that you just feel like you want to, you know, those fluffy type roses. Some places, you know, you've got just like a few petals on. No, his were those nice, chunky, beautiful roses. And I remember going out one day in the morning to go play with some friends in the park. And that afternoon I came back. He had spent the day gardening. And as I pulled into the driveway with my bicycle, the rose garden was right next to the, the, the driveway there. As I drew in, it was just little stompies, little stumps 
in the, in, in the flower bed. Just you know, like five little sticks all over. What? Who killed my father's roses? I went, Dad, where are all the roses? He says, no, I had to prune them. I pruned them. You've killed your roses. <laughs> he didn't prune to me was cut the flowers off. He chopped those things right down. And I looked at it and I thought, I, I mean, all the years I've been there, I hadn't really seen that. I've seen him cut back a few times and cut down there, you know. But this time was like to the bottom. I said, you have destroyed your roses. He said, son, that's necessary. Every now and then, that, those roses, they start to get too thick and too heavy and and all kinds of other things happened, and he, he was the expert in it, so I can't, I don't remember all the terms, but he explained it to me. And I said, yeah, right. I can still remember thinking, yeah, brachis. That next year, those things came, boom, up, and the roses were more beautiful than they ever were before. See, he knew when it was time to eliminate, and he had to cut off even nice-looking roses to get better roses. Is, is this speaking to anybody? See, God will never ask you to give up on something unless He's got something way better for you. So be listening. Because He, if you're open for it, you say, Lord, then what do I eliminate? He'll highlight it. Now, I'm not saying go and cancel out your father and your mother and all that. <laughs> Just, I have to eliminate you all. No, no, Pastor Alan did not say that. My pastor said I must eliminate my family. <laughs> uh -uh. That's not what I'm talking about. Come on, say amen. amen. But you will know when someone's causing you to wheel spin. Or something is dragging you back. There's a decision to make. And you know you should be here. But this is consuming your time. Is it really necessary? Is this really necessary? This is my vision. This is where I'm focused. This is what I want to see grow. It's time to cut that off. We will close departments if necessary. I know that it's nice to have. All churches have this. I don't care if all churches have it. For us to go forward, that slows us down. Can I get a bigger amen? <laughs> yeah. Matthew 16 verse 24. Just in case someone wants to eliminate their family, Jesus says, If anyone desires to come after me, let him eliminate himself. Come on, you truly want to follow Jesus? Your problem may not even be the devil. Problems not even the people around you. <laughs> it's yourself. <laughs> we have to put our own fleshly desires down. Deny yourself to come after me. Take up your cross and follow me. Whoever desires to save his life will ultimately lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. 
What profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and he will reward each according to his works. Family, what you compromise to keep, you will ultimately lose. Fact. Make a quality decision. What matters to you? Are you serious about fulfilling what God's called you to do? So God's enhancing you to run faster, more excellence, stronger, to increase capacity. But it's going to take eliminating some things, maybe even some relationships to be able to move forward. Amen. I just want to re-caution you. It's vitally important. Be cautious when it comes to people. Because I've, I've preached a similar message, not this one, but the concept of leaving people behind so that you can fulfill. And people have misunderstood it and just cut people out of, like who are in home cells. And they, No, no, no. The family that's here, don't eliminate family here. Are you with me? What I'm talking about is spend less time with people that don't see things the same way. Do it sensitively. Listen for the Holy Spirit. Let Him lead you and be accurate with it. Amen. Philippians chapter 3 verse 7. What things were gained to me, these are counted loss. For what purpose? Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for what? The excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and I count them as rubbish. Why? That I may gain Christ. Family of God, my greatest desire is to walk one with God. One with Christ. Have the anointed one so alive in me that it's tangible. That when people are around me, they sense the favor of God. They sense the presence of God. They sense the power of God. And when I lay hands on someone, they're immediately healed. If there's any need, I'm able to deliver that need immediately. And that's going to take a cost. There's a cost involved. It's saying, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going there anymore. That, that place, that, that, that contaminates me. I don't go there anymore. If I, if I go somewhere and I sense the Holy Spirit's uncomfortable, I'm going to leave. I want to be where He is comfortable. I don't sit and watch stuff just because it's, ah, it's just entertainment. No, I want to make sure that I'm planting the right seeds in my heart. Amen. And family of God, it's that ever-present anointing that's going to transform your ministry, transform your business, where you'll be able to make wise and accurate decisions easily because you're hearing His voice. When you put your hand on something, it prospers. When you sow your seed, it multiplies. Because Christ is living within you. But you notice for that to happen, it's no longer I who lives. It's Christ who lives in me. Everybody say, eliminate. Back to Genesis 13. 
Verse 10. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. That was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go to Zohar. And so Lot chose for himself all that plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. And Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and he pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. Isn't that interesting? Lot chose what looked more beautiful, but had to go into the atmosphere of sin to live there. I mean, that's not your first choice. Don't ever make a choice based on feelings, what you see, what you think is going to work better. Verse 14. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Now notice, God didn't speak to Lot. Abram gave him the choice. You can choose. Lot said he looked and he went without hearing from God. Abram said, go ahead. But I've heard from God. He said he'll bless me. So God says to him, now that you've made that decision, you let me be your decision. You weren't influenced by people. You weren't influenced by natural things that look like success. So what I want you to do now is lift your eyes and look to the north, to the south, to the east, and to the west. Look as far as you can see. And everything which you see, I give to you. And your descendants forever. I like the way the New Living Translation puts this. says, look as far as you can see in every direction. How far are you willing to look? Because anywhere you can see. I'm not just preaching now. I'm prophesying. If you can see it. God says, I give it to you. How far are you willing to look? In which direction are you willing to look? Well, you know, in the way we've been brought up and our culture and our race and our whatever we use for our parameters, we say, you know, we always go in that direction. And God's saying it's time to look where you've been told even not to look before it's it's time i have given you all the opportunities do not be limited anymore by your upbringing the short-sightedness of your forefathers see my parents didn't know what i know today so i'm not going to be limited by the way they think i have to look further god says look i'm looking 
See, I see this building in front of us here. I see this one down the side of I see all those buildings. I see right all the way. I, I see the whole, I see it all over. Amen. I see our campuses. I see buildings this size in all of our cities. I, I can see it. I, I can look. Now, some people don't. They don't see it. I do. See, I'm willing to look further. Let me see. Am I still talking to everybody? Anyone gone home yet? Say, I can see further. For the land which you see I give to you and your descendants, I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. So if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width. I give it to you. Enhance. Eliminate. Oh, I haven't given you the definition for eliminate. Eliminate, to remove or take away something or someone. To completely remove something that's not wanted or needed. Got that? To remove or take away something or someone. To completely remove something that is not wanted or needed. Enhance, everybody say enhance. Eliminate. Everybody say eliminate. I only want to talk to passionate people. Everybody say enhance. Eliminate. Expand. That's what I heard. I'm saying, Lord, I know where I need to go. What I do? And I heard... Enhance, eliminate, expand. Enhance, eliminate, expand. Everybody say it. The recovery has taken place. Now that we recovered, you've been given it. Enhance. Get rid of the junk, the garbage, the, 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 the weights, the things holding back. And now, expand. Expand. You thought you were done. <laughs> expand. Yeah, you can all say amen. Just saw a light drop and pass the daylight, so I need you to... Expand. You ready? Definition, to increase in size, number, or importance. Increase in size, number, or importance. Or to make something increase in this way. How do you make increase? Right, the kingdom of God, it's through seed, isn't it? You determine your future. But what you say, what you do, what you commit to. Amen. Family of God, you study out God's kingdom. No one ever, ever gets to a place and says, 
<sighs> We've arrived. If you're wanting to live the life of faith, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. There's always going to be more. And I'm saying this year, the Lord has spoken to enhance, eliminate, expand. And I'm talking about supernatural expansion. Everybody say supernatural expansion. Genesis chapter 15 verse 5. So God brought Abraham outside and said, look now toward heaven. Count the stars if you're able to number them. And God said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord. And he accounted to him for righteousness. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans. To give you this land to inherit it. And so Abraham said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? And so he said, bring me a heifer, a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought all these to him, and he cut them in two down the middle, placed each piece opposite the other, and he didn't cut the birds in two. And when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Family, the enemy will always want to get between you and God cutting covenant with you. Whatever God wants to do in your life, the vultures will arrive. Notice God didn't drive the vultures away. Abraham had to drive the vultures away. See, he's still busy with elimination. There may be demons of past that get involved and interfere in your life. You need to resist those devils. The things constantly tripping you up, constantly tripping you up. Things that seem to just always, you just seem to be getting ahead and then something happens. Need to deal with that and fight it off. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Amen. You've heard me say it before. People say, I don't understand why everybody does this to me. Why is everybody, everybody, everybody? No, who's always there? It's time to get rid of that. Don't, don't allow those things in your life. Fight the vultures off. By faith. Now the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. And he said to Abram, God, now know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that's not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them. So he's talking about the children of Israel going through 400 years of slavery. And of course, God then delivers them out with great possessions and returns them to this land Verse 17, it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark that behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. God made a, everybody say covenant, saying to your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kadamites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Notice, 
God makes a covenant. I mean, I, I will teach on covenant again because I find that people have missed the concept of covenant. Uh, someone, has, they, they come to me and they say, uh, I believe I'm, I'm called somewhere else. I can no longer be in covenant with you. Well, then you never were. Because covenant is not, you don't start covenant and then end this covenant and start that covenant. And try to tell that to your wife. Covenant is covenant. See, that's why there's so many divorces, because people don't understand covenant. Covenant says, I am with you, whether you like me or not, for eternity. We connected. Amen. So if you don't like me, get to like me. Work on it by faith. But covenant means we, we, we together. Why? Because covenant's not about personality. It's not about liking. It's not about any of that. It's about a vision God has placed. And if he brought you and me together to walk out this vision, he's tied us together for purpose. And he doesn't change his mind. There are times when he'll send you, but you sent with a blessing. You don't separate. See, Pastor Theo and I are still in covenant, Apostle Theo. We are still in covenant. That'll never end. It doesn't mean we've always been in agreement with everything. That doesn't change it. Amen? So if you covenanted, it's for eternity. Aren't you glad Jesus hasn't changed his covenant? I don't want that changing. So if we're in covenant together, that means we fight together, we stand together, we walk by faith together. And that's when you will see the full blessing of God manifest. See, Lot lived a kind of a nice-ish life, but he got in trouble later, didn't he? Because there was no covenant there. But God says, you chose me, I'm blessing you, now I'm settling it in covenant. In other words, what I've enhanced you to do is now sealed in covenant. So if I've told you to expand, Isaiah 54 verse 2, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out the curtains of your dwellings, do not spare, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. God had made covenant and he was telling the children of Israel, even though they were sinning all the time, God said, I made a covenant. You have to expand. Family, you and I have been forgiven of all our sin. And we have Jesus who has given us a new and a better covenant. And his blood is more secure than the blood of those animals. His blood ever lives today. To say that you are in covenant with Almighty God, the creator of all things that he has now blessed you with and given to you. Wherever you put your foot is yours. What you can see, God says, I have given you. Can you see it? Can you see it? If you don't see it yet, make yourself see it. Janine and I, many times, we've set up things that we want to see, we 
go and drive to places. We, we live, I told you about our house where we used to go home. Well, I wanted to see me going home. Didn't just sit in my prayer closet saying, I believe that's my house. I went to go see. See, it's possession. Everybody say possession. See it. Is enhanced you. You eliminate and expand. Listen to Isaiah chapter 54 verse 2 from the message translation. I love this, the way it's put. Listen to this. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Clear lots of ground. I, I, I would expect far more amens. You need to hear what the word is saying. How are you looking for some land? Uh -huh. Draw it in. Clear lots of ground. Family, there's a lot of ground out there we're going to be taking this year. A lot of ground. We've got many campuses. We're looking for a lot of ground. How many you got some houses you want to build? You need ground. How many you got some warehouses you want to build? Some, some factories. You need ground. Shops. You need ground. Clear lots of ground. Make your tents large. When we arrived here, we, we, we got hold of an estate agent to show us some buildings. And I mean, back then, this was just the Dorpi, man. It was like 20,000 people in the, in the area. And it was just, you know. And in those days, Strand was down there. And Somerset West was that other town up there. Come on, how many, how many were here in those days? How many back? See, most of us are immigrants. And, and, and never mind Cape Town. There you packed patkos, man. You, 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 you had to go for the day to go to Cape Town. But when we arrived, we got a hold of an estate agent and said, we, we're looking for a place to plant a church. Okay, let's go show you some places. And they showed us all these little factories. You know, you open it up. And there were no big buildings back then. It was all little, little, little factories, little places. You couldn't put 30 people in there. I said, why are you showing this to me? He says, how big's your church? Not 30. He says, how big are you looking for? I said, big. I want to at least put 500 people in here. 500 people. See, they think of church, you know, a little thing with a spire on it and three parking spots in front. I said, no, I need building. I need space. They couldn't see it, but I could see it. I said, I could see it. Uh, we, we, we didn't know. We had like less than 10 people that were interested. But we knew what God had shown us. So stop thinking that little, I'd just like to have a little corner somewhere to do my business. No, it's time to expand. I said it's time to expand. Listen to this. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. 
You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You'll forget all about the humiliations of your youth and the indignities of being a widow will fade from memory. Oh, come on. Give Jesus praise if you're getting a hold of this tonight. This is your word, family God. God's saying expand. Don't, don't think about it anymore. Have a what if and <laughs> forget it. All that shame is gone. Jesus bore every shame on the cross. Say no more shame. <laughs> it's time for lots of ground. One Chronicles chapter four, verse nine. There was a na man named Jabez. He was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. Now you do <laughs> word study. And Jabez literally means pain. The mother gave birth to him in pain. Now, I'm glad I'm not a woman. There's no ways I'm renaming myself. I'm happy being a man. God made me this way. I want to live out my full capacity in the way he created me for the purpose he put me in this body for. I thought I'd get more amen. But I watched my wife give birth. And I tell you, <laughs> it was a day when, you know how you go to those classes before? What do they call them? What's that? Prenatal classes. And then they, they teach you, you know, you're there for your wife and then the blah, blah, blah. And, and then they teach her to breathe, you know, when you go through, and you've got to go. <laughs> now, you know me. I'm a student. I watch, I listen, I learn, I do. My wife goes into labor, and of course, Vrach is there, the pain is. She kicks in, and it is agony. And she's screaming. And I can see she's not doing her, her, her. She's just like. So I was like, honey, honey, darling, doll. She goes, I'm going, come on, go work, work. And <laughs> I can tell all the ladies' faces. She's going, so she's, she's screaming. I said, darling. She goes, bam, hits me in the face. <laughs> she keeps going. What was happening? She's giving birth. So I don't know what Jabez's mother's issue was, but <laughs> she, she, was she going to be different to any of those? But she gives birth and it, it comes out in pain. And she looks at the child and says, that's it. Your name is now pain. Can you imagine? Hey, pain, where are you? Where's pain? No, pain's busy playing. What's your son's name? Beautiful and gift from God and, and handsome. What's your baby's name? Pain. This kid grew up with this name. And so you can imagine he must have had some kind of inferiority complex. Verse 10. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do. Keep me from trouble and pain. 
Another translation says that I may not cause pain. And God granted him his request. Family, have you done with the pain of your past? How many of you know, even though you may have been known by your pain, you, you, you've been identified, when people look at you, they remember you for that indignation, that, that, that shame. They look at you and they remember where you came from, that addiction you went through, that, 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 that people you hung out with. They, they look at the old scars, the tattoos, the, the, you know, we know what life you came from. But family of God, Jabez made a decision. I'm not going to let that be my identity any further. I'm choosing to be a blessing. I want to be the blessing in other people's lives. I want to be the one that can enhance others. I want to help others grow and expand. If you will expand me, expand my territory, expand my influence, expand what you've placed within me. And God granted that request. Hallelujah. Family, I'm telling you now as we cross over, lay down that which has held you back. I heard somebody say it the other day and I thought, man, that, that, I don't know, it's a, it's a nice way of thinking about it because we do need our past and the past is important. It makes us who we are. But here's the thing I want you to understand is that what you're doing from this day on is different. Someone said, how would you act if you had no idea who you are, but then you were dropped into this body with the knowledge of what's around you, but no sense of your past. What would you do tomorrow? See, so many people, what he mean, meant by that was, you think, I can't go forward because of that. No, that is gone. It's over. It's past. Learn from it. Take it. Use it. Expand with it. But family God, what God has placed in you, He has enhanced. It's time to expand. And Jesus came and spoke to him saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, make disciples of all nations. Expand. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe all things that I've commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Family, let's stand together. Enhance, eliminate, expand. We're talking about supernatural expansion. How are you ready to receive that? It is your time.